Whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? It's Erica. Hey, good morning. Get off your chest, mama. Yeah, um, I listen to y'all every morning, and I'll be damned. I'll be tripping out on you and Charlemagne. I mean, I'll be laughing like crazy every morning at y'all. Well, thank you. I don't know if that's a good thing or yeah, bad thing. I don't know if you laughing with us thing. or at us. I don't know. Yeah, but that's a good thing or bad thing. Thank you so much, man. I listen to y'all every single morning, like every morning. Every thank you morning. very much. Well, we you. appreciate your support. Well, thank you so much. Yes, you have a great and blessed day, my man. That's all. Right. Where you from? Okay, you too. That's you all. That's all I want to say, sweetie. I love y'all. <laughs> we love you back. I love your twang, too. That southern twang. Hello, who's this? Yo, it's Patrick Pierce. How you doing today? Patrick Pierce. What up? Where you calling from, brother? No, no, not Patrick. Zatrick. It's like Patrick, but with a Z. Zatrick. Oh, Zatrick. Your right. parents thought they was fancy. Yeah, yeah definitely. Where you calling so, from? So this, my parents are from Africa. They're from Sierra Leone. They combined their names together and gave me Zatrick. Okay. That's dope. Today's my birthday, by the way. So, you know, that's really why I called up here. Happy, Happy born, born Day, King. Know. Hey, it is a real brother. Ho- it's a real King holiday, I should say. There you go. Yo, salute but, to Sierra um, Leone. You know, all my um, African ancestry goes back to Sierra Leone, Guinea-Bissau, and um, what's the other country over there? I don't remember. But Sierra Leone and Guinea-Bissau, definitely. Yo, that's what's up. I read it in your book, and I was actually going to ask, could you send me another copy so I could get it to my brother if possible? Which one? I got and you. I got a bunch of them up I was there. also going to say, can I put my cash app out there? So, you know, just in case anybody in America want to bless a brother with some little change, change for the birthday, that'll be cool. It is B-1-U-E-E. Once again, B-1-U-E-E. And that, please just do something positive. Now, this brother don't have a story. He just wants some He wants some change for his birthday. That's all he wants. And, and stay on hold, man, and, get, and, and give our producer, Dan, your address. I'm going to send on. you a copy of my um my second book, Shook One. I put him on hold. Hello, who's this? Hello. Hey, what's your name? Kayla. Hey, Kayla. Good morning. Get it off your chest, mama. Well, I really didn't have much to say. I just wanted to congratulate y'all. Y'all doing good. And I thought it was so sweet how y'all gave away money because there's really some broke out there. <laughs> Stop calling people the N-word. How do you say stop calling them broke? <laughs> it's some I mean, unfortunate people when it comes to their pockets in America. There you go. That's right. Every yeah. so, it's a financial struggle out here for some folks. Well, if you that. got it, you want you want to lend you want to give some money to some ah, people. Yeah. Heck no! I just lent somebody ten dollars yesterday. No, I'm with you, <laughs> boo. Budget. That's right. Budget that money. Thank you, mama. Ah, just something about that. Something about them two words together. Just do something. Too broke, Nick. Broke. God damn. Lord have mercy. Right. It felt like back in the day when you heard Scrubs for the first time. Like I gotta get on my mama. Huh? <laughs> Hello, who's this? Hey, it's Tisha from Texas. How y'all doing? Hey, Tisha, Tisha from, from Texas. Texas. What part of Texas? <laughs> Dallas, Texas. So uh, I have to listen on the app, and I don't mind that at all. Oh, where them bum-ass oh, cowboys oh. are from. Good you morning. know I love Dallas. You know I love oh, my cowboys. My. Don't listen to Envy. <laughs> 
Okay, so now since uh, congratulations on ten years. Thank you. Now since you are an executive of iHeart, I've gotta hear you say, Lord have mercy. There's something about the way you say that, Charlemagne, that drives me insane. I love it and I laugh every time. Oh so boy. Lord I mean, have mercy. I can't believe you like to hear me say Lord. You have flirting mercy. with that man. That man married, mama. No, no, no. Oh no, I'm not flirting with him. And I love it when you say, I'm calling HR. I'm calling HR. You guys, <laughs> yes, you guys drive me insane. I needed to hear, I'm calling HR and Lord have mercy. But Charlemagne, one more time for me. Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. Why are you stressing me out early this morning? Got me repeating that over and over and over. <laughs> yeah, good morning. Love y'all. Bye. Love you too. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. I'm telling. I'm telling. Hey, what you doing, man? This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Nick. Nick, what up, man? Get it Nick. off your chest. Nick on the You like reindeer and hair. Elf on the shelf. <laughs> Charlamagne the God, what's up, man? Peace, I'm King. South Carolina too, man. Okay, what part? Aiken. Aiken, what's happening, Aiken? Not much, man. I'm staying up here in Columbia, uh, uh, I'm sorry. I'm staying up here in Lexington, Kentucky right now. Okay. Yeah, I was I was trying to give some advice, man, uh, because like I'm I've been staying up here since I came home from prison. I was locked up for selling drugs. But uh, I I wanted to change my life around, but I stayed up I came up here. Uh the person that I came up here was family, but me and the person don't talk no more. So it's like I wanna go back home, but Aiken, South Carolina ain't the place to be, like, especially trying to get a good job, like, anyway. But it's also hard for me up here because I ain't got no financial support or nobody to help me out in no kind of way. Well, it sounds to me like, you know, you already know you needed a change of environment. So if you know, if you know uh, you don't need to be in Aiken, you can scratch that off the list. That's not, that's not a, that's, that's not a thing, right? Yes, sir. So you just got to stay where you at and figure it out, make it work. What, it, what is it that you want to do? I, I like I've been I've been working since I've been up here. Uh I'm working for the shrimp service right now, but uh I could get I'm I'm gonna be hired on soon. But uh it's it's hard because like I had Rothschild back uh, a little while ago because like my windshield done got broke. Uh it's like other things that I've been having to deal with uh during during this pandemic that's going on, but it's like I said, it's just uh, hard not having nobody there in your corner for you. Well, listen, you're going to be fine, my brother. It just takes patience. All right? Yes, sir. Just All right, keep patience, pushing on, brother. brother. Just keep pushing. All right, thank y'all. Y'all have a good day. You too. Hello, who's this? What's up, y'all? This is James from Indianapolis. What up, James? Get it off your chest, brother. First of all, I want to congratulate y'all for 10 years, man. The good content, man. Righteous and ratchet. Man. Thank you, well, King. Thank you, brother. And I want to um, share my favorite Breast Club moment. What's that? Uh, other than the Birdman situation, the Benny Siegel situation was funny too, man. Why yeah. y'all like to see people try to traumatize me? <laughs> I thought that was pretty hilarious myself. It was cool, man. It was cool. Charlamagne yeah. didn't buckle, though. He didn't buckle. He didn't buckle. I never buckle. He sure didn't. <laughs> You're right. He didn't. He stood his ground. What is buckling? Hello, who's this? 
Hey, good morning. This is Chili Chill. Good morning, uh, Envy, Charlemagne, uh, Chili Chill. Good morning to y'all, man. I What's hate up, your nickname. Hey, Yang. Listen, up? man. I just—it's a beautiful day for me. Um, I ain't called y'all in a while because I knew the next time I called, I wanted to have something to really call about. Um, I closed on my house Friday. Congrats, bro. Uh, that yeah, man. It's been a hard, hard year already with the coronavirus, and and I just been diligent, doing my due diligence. Uh, just disciplining myself, buckling down for my fiance and my son, man. Uh, shout out to Erica Sibley. I love you, baby. Shout out to my son, Royal, 19 months, batting uh, 89% on the potty. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I love it, man. <laughs> Yo, um, that's real. Yeah, man. Like, like I'm a young black man just trying to make it in this crazy world, man. And and, and it's been hard. But uh, I don't let I don't let the the struggles try to defeat me, man. Because the struggle is to survive, but to survive is to find some meaning in the struggling. That's right, my you know? brother. And, and, and I and I live by that. Um, another thing, my 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 little sister, um, Angela Woods, Angela Adams now because she's married. She moved out to Cali about eight eight nine years ago, and uh, she's been thriving out there too. She lives in Sacramento now, and I just wanted to uh, shout out her 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 organization. Uh, uh, it's a uh, Christian Christian Modeling Association. Uh, you can follow her uh, at at six s t i k k s modeling. She runs a modeling business to uh, help Christians uh, enter the modeling industry without compromising their Christianity. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And uh, uh, Charlemagne, I, I know you into self help books and stuff like that. Yes, sir. She has a published she has a published book called This Can Help Someone. It's endorsed by Shaquille O'Neal. It got the BMW Pay It Forward Award. Uh, that that's thriving also. If if, if uh, people can go check that out, but man, it's a beautiful day for me in my world, man. And I, I just want to uh, just just put that positivity out there, man. We will uh, will do, King. All Have right, a man. great day. Absolutely, man. Have a good you one, too, man. Got Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Back, back, back. You're checking out the world's most dangerous morning show. Yep, it's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Charlemagne the God, Angela Yee. We got a special guest. He only come up here when he got something to promote. <laughs> Even though he could come up here anytime you know he wants to. But I use my friends he, he at do, the right time. His <laughs> name is Little Duval. What's up? I see you cutting off your grades nowadays. Yeah, no, I had, yeah, I had you got the little baby out. face. I had let it grow out for a little bit to be a granddaddy for a little bit. But now I'm a, I'm a zaddy now. I'm You're a little zaddy? zaddy? I'm a zaddy now. I cut it off. I meant to get another haircut because now the white's growing back. You see the white. What's wrong runs? with that? You used to give people hair for shaving their face off. I don't care. You, I still got the gray right here now. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> I still got the not in my hair. Now Envy, Envy should be here because Envy, Envy. That's why he's not here. Envy grayed all the way. Both, he died in his I think both of them avoided you today. To be honest with you, I think. <laughs> Envy, <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to see because I I could see in person like on camera yeah. all that all that look real but in person I wanted to see like is you got paint in your face boy no Envy don't look real on camera he don't look Envy real. got the worst paint job in New York City yeah Envy grow his hair out? I don't know you know I want to bet Envy five thousand dollars Envy if you listen to this <laughs> I got five thousand dollars for you if you let your hair grow out till December who you think got a better paint job Envy Cali or Kevin Hart. Cali ain't no joke. <laughs> Cali, Cali boy, he super black. Like he used like Negro spiritual black. <laughs> well, let's talk about your special. This is your first special, right? 
Yeah, this is my first special, man. Like he cheating too. He ain't telling no jokes. Yeah, I told I told half jokes, half music, and I put a lot of people on. That's just what my comedy is. That's like that's why I see what what comedy is evolving into. It's like like a Vegas show. Like that's what I do. My show. My show is comedy, music, entertainment, and fun. And you had uh, who on there? Pretty V on there. Pretty V on there. You know Jay Ski on there. Jay Ski on there. Thing. Um, Brisha. Brisha Webb. She showed love. Navy Green. Nah, hosting he on there. So I got I get not only I I did my thing. I put a lot of people on there too to show love. And even though comedians have always been doing records, you got every comedian trying to make a song now. Yeah, even the so white I've ones. I've been inspiring Suit Andrew the wrong people. I noticed uh-huh. with that, with making music. But I mean, it is what it is. If it's making you if it's making you feel good and and you having a good time with it, do it. You know, that's what I did. I didn't do it to to blow up. I did it because I loved to doing it. Just so happened that song stuck. But you always been making music. though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I've been doing it. That's how I got in the comedy game. I was mm-hmm. a musical mm-hmm. comedian. When I first started, they told me that wasn't comedy. Now look, everybody doing it. Yeah, well, there's somebody in the room that want to argue with you, man, because you know Uh-oh. that tweet you put out where you said men over thirty shouldn't have other men over thirty. His roommates really stung his soul. Who? Dramos? You a roommate? Nah, I, to, I, I, I did it until, until recently. Hit dogs be hollering, man. <laughs> Let me tell you, man. Honestly, I was just tweeting. I did not know it was going to affect people like this, especially men, because usually when you talk about men, we just laugh and move on. But this resonated so hard in y'all soul. I didn't know it was that many 30-year-old roommates. Because times is hard out here, man. People mm-hmm. got It ain't hard out here in the South, because they getting that PPP loan. That's that, true. Y'all need to get a PPP loan. But y'all men, men out here shacking up, man, for financial reasons. Man. Yeah, and see what made me see that I knew my homeboy, they was down in Miami stunting. Yeah. But they roommates. So you was on one yeah, person. I was on one person. That's usually how all my tweets be. They be one person and everybody else take them personal. Stop taking my tweets personal in your own personal life. Can Dramos defend himself? I want to hear Go ahead and defend yourself. I don't care, but go ahead. I mean, because it just, I think y'all are old, so you don't understand what it's like. How old are you? Oh, we from the bottom. 30. You ain't, you old too. Anything after 30 is old Listen, young people. But, but I grew up in a different generation, bro. Jobs don't pay what they used to. Cities are expensive as hell to live in. And first of all, y'all make it sound like some sort of gay shacking up. Jamma, Jamma, Jamma. That's a full-fledged relationship, man, for real. No, it is not. Yes, it, it is. is. Crazy, it is. In the South, yes, if you live is. with somebody for more than three years, it's common law marriage. Yeah, it's common law marriage. Your roommate can't kick you out. You know that, right? Your roommate can't really kick you out, literally. I mean, legally, they can't kick you out. Y'all together, man. I'm giving you some advice just in case you shack up again. Bro, if me and my former roommate were dating, y'all two are definitely dating. What you mean? We don't ever live together. You spent New Year's oh together on God. vacation together? Yeah, okay. Uh, with family right. and friends. Let me tell you the difference, though. Hold up, hold up. Let me tell you the difference. Go ahead. We ain't mad what you said, though. <laughs> you got offended. I didn't get offended. You got offended. Got, let me tell you how you offended, because we're talking about it now. <laughs> I was over. Let me, I didn't even realize y'all was offended till the next day. Uh-huh. And I went back on Twitter. I was like, oh, they mad. <laughs> I did not know. Like, it ain't that serious. Uh-huh. Don't take nothing I say that's that serious. Dramas. What? Dramas, you should have just led with. You know, I just purchased a home recently. I did. So I did. But that's what so I'm why saying. is it that, bothering hey, you? If, if that's why what you, are you all telling at me? All right, if it make you feel better, <laughs> I had a roommate in my 20s. Okay. For a couple years. And like, you know, I lived with like, my mom at 32. Like, if it make you feel better, like, it's not that serious. I'm not upset. I'm not hurt. This by is why it's so hard to tell Joe, because they want to <laughs> yeah. every. <laughs>
fucking joke you do. And the only thing I say is, it, it's nothing wrong with two men living together, but they gotta have two bathrooms. You can't share one. Y'all share the bathroom, bro. You know, and you don't. You see, have, you lived in, have you ever lived in New York City? That's what move like everybody else. <laughs> Certain stuff, if you can't afford it, move. I saved my money and I bought a house, so I was smart about it. What I'm saying is, you got a lot of people that, uh, and listen, it's a joke, it's a joke. I'm not really offended by it. But a lot of people, <laughs> oh, a lot of people do feel upset about it. You see how he moved like, on from that sharing that stuff. toilet with that uh-huh. n- though, right? He yeah, moved on. Did you share a toilet? <laughs> what that got to do with anything? But did you share a toilet? <laughs> but what does that have to do with anything? You got a house now, so it don't matter. Now, this is your come up story. And he told me behind the scenes how uncomfortable it was. Everybody got a come up story. He told me he sat on the toilet seat after this homeboy one time and it was warm. He was like, that was the only time it was real uncomfortable. Yeah, I sit on the same toilet. Have you never used a public I've restroom? never used, no, whenever, in the last 20 years, I've used my own toilet. <laughs> That's now, the I, I never, another man has never sat on my toilet. Bro, as much as you travel, you never Another sat. man has never sat on my toilet. Not even in my hotel. Ask J. Ski. They gotta go to a whole nother room if they gotta pee. I don't play Even it. if they got to pee? Even if they got to pee. Nah, be just peeing everywhere. That is true. You Like, wow. I know what I do, so I know what they going to do. <laughs> I don't let no man take a shower in my shower. I have a question. I have a question. <sighs> Why do guys pee on the toilet seat and not put it up and not pee in the toilet? Because if it ain't your toilet, you don't care. <laughs> I try. Even when I'm aiming, my wife will complain Sometimes, about his like, pee on the floor. Sometimes, after you... Sometimes the pee go everywhere, so yeah. So you know. <laughs> All right, we got more with Little Duval when we come back. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Little Duval, Charlemagne. Now I want to ask you some stuff you be asking people on Twitter, man. Oh Lord. What's, what's the dumbest shit you ever did for a woman you loved and now you regret it? Bald everything. I bought them everything and let them keep it after we break up. Like what? They leave with a great severance package. <laughs> yeah, you can't take stuff. You can't take gifts back. That's, you know. Like, but after a while, you're like, damn, I shouldn't have gave her that shit. What's the most expensive thing you bought? Tiffany ring, uh, a house, a cars. A house? You bought somebody a you house? You left a woman with a house? You ain't never tell me that one now. We'll talk Sheesh. later. A house? <laughs> we'll talk later. Dramas. She's still Dramas. living it? Duval we'll talk later, man. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk later, man. Y'all won't get that juice. God damn. We'll talk later. But I ain't mad at nothing. Was it like was it like a nice house? You ain't gonna get none of that tea. A modular home? <laughs> I, got, I got a show coming out living my best life. I talk about it on the show. Y'all watch it. It's on pay-per-view right now. It's an all-black. All black. It's an all black network too. I went all black. Oh, so, so y'all Bob can't Johnson. say I'm not supporting all black. I went all black on my first special, so support it. What about um somebody kidnapped your old lady and held her for a hundred thousand dollar ransom? What you doing? She held. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you talking about? You're not gonna pay for your old lady, I'm gonna give man. Her a post. We, I'm gonna give her a deep post with a caption. <laughs> I'm give a deep post with a caption and act like I just missed it. I'm like, man, I was just about to send the money and everything. Yeah, but she gone. How you gonna ask people the question, but you that's your answer for real? Yeah, I asked it. They could have gave that answer too, but that's my answer. Damn. You know what it is? Me and my old lady talked about it. Like, if, you know what it is, right? If we go to one of these countries, they, has- they kidnap you. <laughs> you kidnap. <laughs> 
What you say? What if they had Charlotte? What if they had Charlemagne for ransom for a hundred thousand? I give them five thousand. We got to negotiate five thousand. <laughs> I got five thousand for you, man. Ain't nobody getting past past ten. My daughter, that's it. Okay, what about when you said um a lot of these <laughs> got a sugar daddy too? Who are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I got a new show called Live My Best Life. <laughs> special, first special ever. Charlie, <laughs> 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 you have to throw me under this. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Won't happen. Won't happen. It feels like he knows. It feels like he knows the answer okay. already. Oh. <laughs> I talk about it on my special. That's okay. Listen, I don't think there's nothing wrong with having a sponsor, man. You call him a sugar daddy. I call him a sponsor, man. <laughs> you know what I'm talking. Who, who I'm talking about, Charlotte, man? What made you put stars in your Prius? <laughs> <laughs> now you want to switch this. <laughs> oh, listen. Uh, but for real, you did put stars in the Prius. Yeah, man, to let these niggas know it's going to be a hot boy summer. See the boys up. And <laughs> <laughs> this is why I don't like interviewing with, with my friends, man. They don't never do right. No, I just asked a question, man. Why are you sweating? Because it's hot in here. You got on, I'm trying to figure out why you not sweating and you got leather pants on. Hey, because it's my special pants. Like my, just... my stand-up special. My stand-up special oh, wow. pants. Nick, you see him? You know, every comedian wear leather. <laughs> I didn't wear special. I was I wondering. Wanted, I wanted to be like the Rat Pack. Man, them hot as hell. And no, they feel good. We up. It's still cold up here in, in New York. Like, I don't know why y'all still up here, but <laughs> y'all are the only two that's <laughs> left up here. Shit, you might be right. You, I'm up, I'm up. Everybody else down in Atlanta. Uh, you ain't here. I'm uh, in Turks and Caicos. Turks and Caicos. Envy like, ain't here. I don't know where the hell Envy at. I done told Charlamagne this a thousand times. Why don't y'all buy something in the islands like, like me? I done... Told y'all this a thousand times. I plan to. Think about how much you done spent vacationing. I'm and already, nine, I'm not here looking. nine times out of ten, is just going to the Caribbeans. And all the Caribbeans is the same on each island. So just pick an island so, that you like the most and buy something. My thing is trying, trying to figure to out if I want to <laughs> buy land and build something or if I want to buy something that's already Either way, do one made. or the other. It depends yeah. on how much time you got. If you got a lot of time, because we deal with islanders, they slow as hell. So if you got a lot of time, then build something. But if you don't, just buy something. Damn, you're going to be doing seminars soon, man. No, I ain't. No, I'm not that. I'm not Envy. You <laughs> need to. It's going to be TJ, Envy, Lil Duval, and Flippin' MJ. Yeah, Flippin' MJ. <laughs> MJ my size now. <laughs> <laughs> I lost 62 pounds with... <laughs> I lost 62 pounds with Flippin' MJ. And, and I feel it look like a new man. <laughs> he renovated his body. <laughs> Before I saw houses, I was nothing. Not looking at me. Oh, here's another one. Here's another one you tweeted. Have you ever taken your advice and said mid argument, I see why your ex broke up with you? Too? Yeah, I do that all the time. You because you you never know. Like you try to hear their point of view, and then you be like, you know what? After like two weeks of hearing that, you're like, you know what? I can definitely see where they're coming from. Damn! And then you stop. You stop answering their call. How did your old? I man... got a friend like that right now, and you. Ain't, I see where you going, Charlamagne. It don't work on me, Charlamagne. What did you talk about? I see where you go. It's not gonna work. I just gonna ask. I what, see where it's what going. What would a woman say? I know all your tactics because we practice them the day before on other people. It's not gonna work. Move on to the next tweet. I'm really just trying to get you to tell one story, no, man. That's so happen. funny, it man. It ain't gonna happen. Nope. I he directs. What's the story? What's the story? Hopefully he's living my best life. Hopefully he put in a special right or something. 
It won't be in this special. It'll be in the special like 10 I'll years I'll tell you this. Now. It's the funniest Lil Duval story of all time. <laughs> and that says a lot. Man, whatever you were what smoking you got me coughing. You high already? Hell what? yeah. I wish I could smoke on this show. What the hell was you smoking? Nope. Good. Don't do it. Good. What made you, dis- what made you decide Have anybody to- smoked on here yet? Snoop. Yes. Okay, so Ray Schmerman, Ray Schmerman lit up in there. Yeah. I let Ray Schmerman get over me. I can see Snoop, but Ray, bro? <laughs> Ray? Hey. That's fucked up, bro. I think they did just did it, though. I'll tell you what y'all happened. Charlemagne, Charlemagne, told, Charlemagne told them it was okay for them to smoke, even though it wasn't. That's what happened. Ain't nobody ever asked. Can so I smoke? I, I don't care. <laughs> I don't got nothing See? to do. I mean, I, listen, I'm saying I don't know the no. rules, though. I don't care. It, it turned into a, you know the rules, and it turned into hey. a whole big thing. It did? Yes, it did. Oh, people, no, y'all popping now. You can do what the f*** you want to do. Now, yeah. let me ask you this. What made you decide to do a special after all this time, right? Because I'm sure you had other opportunities to do some. But what made you decide now is the right time? Because I thought other things were more important at the time. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I mean, specials are always going to be there, but at the same time, specials are like albums now. Mm-hmm. And do people really care about albums like that anymore? Depends who it is. Yeah, it depends yeah. on who it is. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So mm-hmm. so I wanted to get to a point where I was one of the that it depend on who it was. What is your favorite stand-up special, though, that you've seen? I don't watch none of them I really don't. You, you watch Bill Burr? I did, but I didn't even watch all that. But okay. the part I did watch, I like watching people that just don't give a f- like me. But see, the difference is they they on a whole nother level too. He had a point. That's where every comedian want to be at a point where no matter what you say, they don't care. Yeah. And I feel like I'm at that on in my in my world, but I want to be at that in all worlds. I think that's impossible nowadays. I think even if they know you to be that, they're gonna still find ways to be offended. That's the thing, right? To be yeah. able if you you can say whatever it is you want to say, you just gotta be able to deal with whatever the backlash and is. And I feel like I'm like that because I'm so immune and scorned to it just just from being on social media. Me and you all the time. Ain't nobody been through more stuff than me and you. I get yeah. canceled every month. Yeah. It's so I'm so <laughs> immune to the bullshit. It's it's almost like I'm scorned from it. Yeah. I don't even notice when I'm being, being. Uh, I don't even is. be over there. People be hitting me like, you know they going in on you. I'm like, for real? All right, we got more with little Duval when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Angela Yee here. And did you know that the general insurance has been saving people money for nearly 60 years? That's a long time. So if you want the quality coverage you deserve at prices you can afford, check out The General. 800-GENERAL or visit thegeneral.com. Some restrictions apply. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with little Duval. Yee. You see they're upset about Prince Charming now? No, what happened? And, um, Bring me up on game. You know how... How he kisses, um, Snow he did not, she did not give consent for Prince Charming to kiss her and wake her up, Sleeping Beauty. So now they're trying to say that's wrong. <laughs> it's not okay to kiss a woman. Oh, you talking about Sleeping Beauty or Snow you're White? You talking about the real, the real, the real yes, movie. Yes, man. Oh, wait, is you it Snow White? Who is it? I'm show it to the, you. Um, the Disney, um, Yes, man. So... <laughs> So that's a charge now. <laughs> yes, man. And y'all wonder why I won't tell no more stories about back in the day in Daytona. Yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Disneyland's new Snow White ride criticized for including Prince Charming's non-consensual kiss. Snow White okay, was dead. Snow White. The kiss brought her back to life. She didn't ask for it, though. <laughs> 
They saying that about CPR. You sent me something early, so you can't do CPR. Those people, people that get mad like that, I be want to sit there and talk to them, like person, not what they post. I want to sit there and ask them questions. And if you talk to them, they will realize it really ain't that big of a deal. Yeah, they just they just need something right. to talk to. Like, but what they don't realize right, is okay. building up to society care about it more. You care about something that's not really a big deal. And it makes the society feel like it's a bigger deal. And now we make it a big deal because now people's emotions get evolved in. And then it's not that like. Yeah, on, in, my, in my mind, I be thinking, how privileged are you that the only thing you got to complain about in your life is, is whether or not are. Prince Charming's kiss was consensual with Snow White? By the way, it's way worse things than Snow White, by the way. It's way. I don't want to talk forget about it. Right Snow, Snow don't talk White, about it on this show because somehow it's going to correlate to what no, we're I'm doing. Just, Snow White mama <laughs> died during the childbirth. Nobody want to talk about the maternal death rate? Nobody want to talk about Revenge of the Nerds movies. No, we definitely want to talk about that. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. You see what no. I'm saying? Let's move on. Now, would you fight Floyd Mayweather for $250,000? You tweeted that, too. Hey, man, I let him knock my jaw off. For $250? That's all? Nah, meal. I need a meal. Oh, Joe Cinco getting a meal to fight? Yeah. Yeah, he fighting under the undercard. Under under Who are you fighting? I don't know. He don't, we fight. don't know I'll yet. fight him for a meal. I'll fight Ocho Cinco for a meal. Ocho. You want to fight? That's going to be a short-ass fight. I don't care. Ooh, hey, y'all keep playing it with is. boxing. The one punch a can kill you. short-ass fight. Thank you. I <laughs> She'll be on my Living My Best Life tour. <laughs> one punch can kill you if you get hit the wrong way, bro. Now, if you know how to fall. <laughs> Man, I get people to watch. You going to let them hit you? Man, I... I know how the fall. What happens is it be the second hit, the third hit. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But that yeah. first hit, boy, ain't nobody gonna spin like I spin. <laughs> Trust me. Put a couple M's in there. Put a couple M's and throw some of them um, coins that everybody buying. Bitcoin. Yeah. Throw, some, throw some of them <laughs> cryptos and, and Doge and what is it, Dougie, Dougie Howard? I that with Do the, what is it? Doge coin. Throw some coin. of them in there and I'm ready to fight. I'm gonna go run a couple laps and do a couple swimming. <laughs> Get my body right. <laughs> How much time I got? When the fight? It's in Miami in June. Oh, nah, it's deep. Oh, yeah, we're going to be. Oh. You don't have time. You got to get more preparation. I think he already got an opponent, though. Who, Ocho Cinco? Yeah, 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 I yeah. yeah. Saying, but nobody wants to see you in I think Ocho. he didn't announce it yet. Nobody don't want to see Mayweather in, mm -hmm. in uh, what is it? No, Logan I'm not Perry, watching it. I'm um, definitely Logan Paul. Logan Paul. Like yeah, Paul yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, this is how bored entertainment has got. Damn, ain't <laughs> like, it? really watching Mayweather and Logan Paul or... Is it Logan Paul? Logan What's, Paul. That let the audience know, like, we really slow as an audience, because this is all that we see as entertainment. That's why Charlamagne always tell me I work too hard. Yes. Because it's like, it's <laughs> too easy to make money entertaining now. Like, you ain't even got to have that much sense. And I be overthinking this shit, and then, come, and then you see somebody do nothing, and they make millions, so. And you on there, you on your living my best I'm life special, here, I'm sweating. I'm sweating, <laughs> working during the pandemic, trying to make people happy, still on the road. Dancing, dancing singing. Tap dancing. Got a Got a band. <laughs> I had pyro and everything coming out. By the, by the eighth show, I was like, man, cut that shit out, man. <laughs> you had pyro, too? I had all that shit. When I first started that tour, I was like, man, boy, I'm finna That's go. That's expensive. Some... Yeah, I realized that by the, by the six, seven show. Did you make any money? Hell no. I ain't ma That's another thing. What? <laughs> man, I made less money on that tour than I made just, just before it. Hold on. So wasn't the tour sponsored? No, we went half. <laughs> no. That's what happens when you do independent. You yeah, know? But yeah, I was yeah. cool with it. Like, I really enjoyed the tour. The fact that I did my own tour and we did all those cities and they was all sold out. I was mm -hmm. just happy to do that. And, like, I could say I did my own tour. So. And you said, F 
I mean, yes. I didn't go broke off of it, but the fact that I took everybody on tour that was down with me from day one, that was gratifying in itself. Did they make any money? Yeah, they made probably more than me. Damn, and you still ain't going to do no album. Yeah, I'm going to do an album. Matter of fact, I'm going out to what's name, and we're going to work on some new music now. I'm going out to um, the Bay Area now after I leave here. Who do? Who's what's the name? With me and Clay, we're going out there. <laughs> that is what you're trying to go. <laughs> Special live my best life special. Where can they watch it, man? Pay per view and it's on all deaf. I mean, all black, all black. A L L B L K, and you can watch it on pay per view. The video uh, on demand. Yeah, on demand. And it's available right now. It's available right now. All right, it's Lord Duval. It's the Breakfast Club. We in this together, but stay the f away from me. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Yes, indeed. Little Scrappy. Yeah. I ain't hey. calling you little no more. I ain't calling you little in years. It's scrap. It's scrappy. Yeah. Scrappy. It's scrap, man. You did. No, Scrappy. I didn't know you were from Jersey. Huh? You not from huh? Jersey at all? No. Hey, what is you talking about? No. It's ATL all I day. So, but I'm I was born at Graydon Memorial <laughs> Hospital <laughs> <What>? downtown Atlanta. <laughs> I don't know look, what's going on. Have you never heard <laughs> V-Line? <laughs> what's wrong with you? Lil Scrappy was born when? Say it. 1984. Where? Trenton, New Jersey. Man, stop listening to the internet. When are y'all going to learn? <laughs> I'm just saying, y'all just going to put my age up. Oh, my. No, hey, just, everybody in here way older than you. Okay, <laughs> way older. <laughs> what, wow. what you been up to, my Jersey guy? Man, <laughs> Man I, I, just, yo, I never knew that because it's not true. And, I, well, and it's, it's, from it. a, it's from a reputable place. It's, man, and not Wikipedia, but man, shut I've up. been making music. And babies, man, making music. <laughs> That's what it feel like. Baby, you got there? Huh, I'm finna have a fourth one. Oh, congratulations, congratulations, King. Thank you. Thank you. What you got, all girls? Or? Uh, One boy and okay. the rest girls, yeah. Damn, damn. So what's what's fatherhood like for you? How's it changed you as a man? Oh, man. It, I mean, that's the best thing ever happened to me. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I feel mm -hmm. like that's like half of my purpose. Because uh, just being with my 16-year-old, she, you know, she just turned 16 in March. And just to get her from a baby to there was just like, wow. Like, it was a learning lesson. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So now I'm like... I'm good, but it's all the time. You know what I'm saying? It's all the time. It's not like, because I'm hands-on. Mm -hmm. And um, it just make me stay in the house more. You know what I'm saying? Like when everybody else robbing and getting killed, I'd be hearing about it. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Nah, it's, it's everything for me, though. How it changed your perception of, of, of just women in general? My wife did that. Because I, you know, my first baby, I wasn't really at home to go through the whole, you know, pregnant thing and... When, when you, you know, after the baby, the, you know, stayed up every day, like, but I seen it with this, and it's like, man, women, they some strong jokers, man. Like, they really, like, can have a baby in you running around trying to catch another one mm -hmm. and trying to feed this one. Yeah, like, man. Hey, man, like, y'all some tough people, because I don't woke up, like, she was like, yeah, they were waking up all through the night. I was like, when? <laughs> when, when did that happen? Like, you, you could have told me or something. She was like, what? Like, it's crazy though. Now, love and hip hop. Mm. What made you do love and hip hop, and did you ever regret it at all? No, I don't regret doing love and hip hop. Uh, I feel like it tapped me back into the uh, entertaining life. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Because I was I was lost for a minute. I was, you know, that one little situation happened to me while I was going down. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That the old uh, 
XX of all X's. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, every time I came here, we talked about it. You feel me? I don't, we don't even got to talk about it. Exactly. Really exactly. Remember, and that's how I wanted to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to yeah, keep yeah. it like that. But it, it was like I had, like, just painful years of just being stressed out and, you know, why? Like, what am I doing? You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So when I got with Love and Hip Hop, I ain't even, I slick didn't even want to rap no more. I was like, a little TV money, boy, come come good, mm -hmm. you know, come way better than that, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Sitting in the dangerous ass club, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I'm cool with that, but you know, it was just like, you know, God told me just be myself. Everything else gonna work out, you know what I'm saying? Like I ain't gotta be, I feel like I was clowning, you know, the first four, you know what I'm saying, seasons, just clowning because I ain't know what to do, I ain't know how to use it. I ain't know how to be on TV like that, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? And uh, or take the criticism that the world was giving me like that. So when I when I was going through that, I was like, "Dang, man! Like it's famous, man. But you mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? It ain't it ain't the same fame as rap neither. Like it's like it's rapping. I you know people scared to say how the they saying over here. You know what I'm saying? But they, you know, I'm looking at that. I'm like, damn, bro. Like it did catapult my situation. It made people aware of who Scrappy was again. Because at first people was like. Cause who is that, bro? I know I know him from somewhere, mm -hmm. bro. I done seen him somewhere before. And I'm like, somewhere before? When I'm, you know, I'm rocking these concerts, these mm -hmm. stages, everybody talking about they love me and all that. Before, I thought y'all loving it, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? But it really put me back to where I could I could look, you know, some of my, my homies back in the face again. Like, hey, what's up? What's happening? You mm -hmm. know what I'm when did you have a plan, though? Like, you look at Candy, she had a restaurant. Mm -hmm. Nene Leaks did a restaurant. Right. Uh, one of the girls from the housewives got a skinny wine. Right. When did you say, you know what, I need to come up with a plan because I need to make this work for me? I just started doing that like now? two years ago. No, not two, two, two seasons ago, I started doing that. Like, you know, that's why I said I didn't know how to use it to my for, for, for myself. I was just doing what they needed me to do, making them the money. Because to me, I feel like it's WWF, WWE. Like, it's really like entertainment mm -hmm. added on to your real life you know what i'm saying your real love life i just looked at i was like hey man the women my mama my wife everybody they good i'm good mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what i'm saying my daughter she good that's all i was caring about at first but then i was like hey man listen man i need to have, like leave them something so when i started looking at that and i was aware of that because i i ain't always been aware i always i tell i like to tell people i was always chasing little scrappy you know what i'm saying the little guy so when I stopped chasing him and I came aware of what was really going on, it was like two years ago. So what's the plan though? So what so what are you doing? Uh, I'm opening up a clothing spot, you know what I'm saying? And I'm a, I'm gonna do a um You should open up a thrift store called Scraps. Hell no. Nah. It's That'd be already hard. Hard. Hell nah. It's That'd already one hard. like that called though. Scraps? I mean every, every every city state I go to is some scrap metal place that's called scrap. No, I don't mean scrap metal. Clothing. I'm talking about like a thrift store, so like all old clothes. Like think about all the old jeans you don't wear no more and sneakers and you get mad people to bring different stuff and it's like a goodwill, yeah. but it would be called scraps. You don't like that? That's just he looking at the money part. He's like, how am I make money off of that? Yeah, like it's still a staple. It's I just good give my clothes away. I just dry clean them. You know what I'm saying? Dry clean them and, and have a yeah. I, I come up with a what with a like a, 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 a giving back play. Yeah, yeah, like something like yeah. that. And y'all come pick old scrappy clothes up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or whoever clothes up. I, I I do that, but they ain't you know I just give them away. I don't, you know. Scrappy, I'm looking for a store. To yeah, they ain't what you. So to. yeah, so I'm, I'm gonna have a, a independent clothing store to where I I open it up for independent people that are really trying to get in plant they fit in the game and really have their stuff structured you know what i'm saying like it ain't just, you don't have one just like a t-shirt or something you got a whole 
line of clothing. You know what I'm saying? And also, I'm gonna have a cereal bar in there. You know what I'm saying? For cereal a, bar. A cereal bar. You know. And the reason I say that because anybody can eat cereal. Old person, kids, middle. I don't care what you into. You can eat cereal. You know what I'm saying? And as soon, as soon as they legalize marijuana, I'm gonna flip it out. All right, we got more with little scrappy. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with a little scrappy. Charlamagne? Did you ever think that, you know, you being on reality TV would, like, eclipse people taking you serious as anything else? Yeah. Uh, for a minute, they stopped taking me serious. Mm. I, I swear they stopped taking me serious like a joke. Like, mm. people see me and they just laugh. <laughs> like that. You what? know what I'm saying? As soon as they see me, they be like, boy, you funny. You stupid as I'd be well, like, that's what the show did. And I'd be sitting there looking. I'm like, huh, what's so funny? Like, what the f- is you laughing at? Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, what's yeah. so funny? But no, what it was was like, I, I get it. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I, I'm a little jokester. You know what I'm saying? But, and you know, when them cameras ain't on, you know, I take my life real serious. You know what I'm saying? But I try not to take it so serious that I can't laugh. You know what I'm saying? I hate them type of You know what I'm saying? I ain't that type of I like to laugh. I like to joke and all that. But it's like, when you got rap involved, mm-hmm. and I know I left it alone, it's like that that kept me, that kept people like, I don't know. I don't know if I should walk up on cuz or not. Like, I don't know. Because that part of me was gone. You know, I'm we, I'm gonna drive on you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We might have to box out here. But on this side, you know, you looking around the TV, I'm with my woman. I'm with my mama. Like, you see me in vulnerable positions. You know what I'm saying? I can't really... Who I'm finna box out right now. You know what I'm saying? Who I'm finna fight and for what. You know what I'm saying? So it's like they get that misconstrued and mixed up thinking that, you know, oh, homie just, he just a comedian. You know what I'm saying? Well, no, I'm not jock. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? That's my cousin. Like, cuz, dude, he do, he actually, like, ventured off in, in the comedy yeah, world. Radio like, personality, yeah, radio personality. Yeah, all that. Man. I'm not that. You know what I'm saying? But like, to show you, it, it is, it, people would assume that. It's so, but but that's what I tell people. It's only one part of me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. A, a, a human being got so many mechanisms of their life. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, it break down in all kind of ways. Like, this is how I act with my, my woman. Mm-hmm. This is how I act with the street. This is how I act like in the street. They do. They they see me. You know, I'm on, I'm on the alert mode because I'm in the street. You know what I'm saying? You can't just walk up on me and be like, "Hey, nah, ain't none of that." Because like, I don't know you. We you complex know? individuals. I, I was Bishop T D Jakes did a sermon about that yesterday. Just yeah. how humans are complex people. Yeah, and we but we all got to understand that. That we mm-hmm. all got to understand that. The the human that's sitting across from me is actually human. That's right. Yeah, we forget that. <laughs> you know no, we forget that. No, like, no, no. We you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. <laughs> no, I was just discussing that this morning because you know, it's like sometimes even we get on the radio and we don't even realize we we're, we're talking, we're casually talking about other people's traumas. Yeah, but casually, real realizing <laughs> we triggering the out of people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you got like as, as black people, we think our trauma is okay. <laughs> like we really <laughs> too. It's, it's do freaky, but. Like we think everything is okay. Like you, you, uh, somebody get uh, killed, killed uh, somebody mm-hmm. go in the hospital. Everybody be like, "Oh, it's cool. They be out. Everything be all right." You yeah. know what I'm saying? Cool. Dang, rough, real. Like yeah. he supposed to forget about that. But if he forget about it, then that's one more thing added to his pain. Cause you, you damn near dying with with pent up stress. Bro. Like you dying with stress. You dying with pain that could be gone. And you could be moving on with life, you know what I'm saying? But it, I, I, I talk to a shrink. I don't even care. Like I, Say I don't me even too. call her a shrink. I call her uh, uh, just a, a 
a mind releaser, cuz, cuz she was just released the mind, untangle it, you know what I'm saying? How long you been going to the therapist, Krabby? Uh, ever, I want to say ever since I was married, cuz. How long ago was that? 2018. I started 2016. Yeah. Yep. My wife put me on to that. She was like, you need to talk to somebody. Cause Same. You got, you got a lot of stories. <laughs> well, man, what, like, what, what was it that finally made you say, man, I'm going to go sit down with somebody? I know your wife was saying that, but yeah. what was the moment? What was the breaking point? Like, man, I got to go talk to somebody. Because I, I, I just seen, I, I like, you get into them little dark places, man. And, it like, if you stay there and you don't get help or you don't, you know, pray and have faith or something like that, you're going to go all the way down. And I done been down. I said, oop, let me just... Before I get all the way down, uh, let me get catch up for real quick. Let me go see if this will work. I prayed, went and did that, and it just started. And it seemed like even from the first time, it, it was just stuff releasing. I felt mm -hmm. released every time, just a relief of, like, oh, I don't got that on me no more. You know what I'm saying? So after that, it felt like crap for real. Like I wow. was addicted to it. Like, mm -hmm. You know, just like working out, I'm addicted to working out. Right. I've never even been on that. Before mm -hmm. I used to just go in there for two weeks, uh, got my little pump in, I'm good. You know, mm -hmm. now it's like an everyday thing. Like it, it helped my my mental, my physical, my spirit. Like it's it, all health. Yeah, it's all health. Like we talk about health like it's just a physical thing. Yeah. No, it's mental. It's mental, emotional. Yeah. It's all health. Yeah, like like I had somebody. I got into it to the to the gym because first I got my mind right. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Then I said, okay, I gotta get my body right because mm -hmm. I already had my spirit right when I got into that accident a little minute ago. And I almost died. Mm -hmm. I was like, "Some we gotta switch it up." You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I already had my spirit right, I had my mind right. So I was like, "Man, I gotta get in there and get my body right." You know what I'm saying? And just why I can, I can move around, and it and it, it moves stuff out the way. You know, all the problems that I think are real big is real light. You know what I'm saying? The weed too, but you know, that's, you gave that's a weed one time. Plant based medicine. Yeah, that's did, what I call it. Plant based medicine. Time, huh? Yeah, I gave it up. I mean, cause I, I ain't want to go to jail. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I was playing with them folks. You oh, you on probation? Yeah, I was on. I was on felony probation. I was just like, man, I'm playing with these folks. Cause I had friend that was on regular probation, mm -hmm. and I was seeing how they were handling it. They put the little, uh, uh, put the, put somebody else pee in the rubber, put it up under their, and then come. Was it like, uh, too much work. Too much work. Too much cause, work yeah. Cause I got caught one time. You got caught doing that. I got caught. I'm in there. He like, now nah, you gotta do that again. Cause something, something wrong. Cause I came in there with I ain't have a condom this time I had a peel jar, and the peel jar don't consume the the warmth, it just let it go. So I mean I'm like bro I ain't doing that again I'm good. He was like oh well, you ain't leaving today. I said oh you gonna have to lock me up bro I'm gone I'm out this bit. Next day, I'm I'm going out of town. I'm on CNN. They looking for me. I was like oh my god what just for a little pee like you know what I'm saying. So I like when the judge looked at me, he said, "Hey, this is my last time talking to you, old white man." Too mm -hmm. look like, and I he just sent it somebody to eighteen years. I was like, "Oh, he finna get to me. He gonna send me my whole thing." Huh? He was like, "Look, I see you doing, you know, you doing your little TV rap thing, you know, all that." That's what he said. Your little TV rap. Yeah, thing? your little TV rap thing. <laughs> and he say, "You come back in here again. I see you again before your probation is up. You gonna do the whole thing." And he said, you, you you look young enough where you can, you know, you'll still be okay when you come back. I was like, wow, cuz oh. that's two more years. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Dang. So after that, I just stopped playing with cuz. You, you also, I remember I saw you say a reality TV ruined a lot of your relationships. Yeah, yeah, it did. <laughs> All of them. All of them? What you <laughs> mean? Like friends, family? Friends, family. Not 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 family so what. Because mm -hmm. me and my mama, we always be at it. You know, we be at it without the TV. <laughs> I love it, but. Um, did she change once she got famous? 
Nah, mama always stayed the same. Okay, she okay. She just got, like, it, people are aware of her her craziness now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and, 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 and they think, you know, people think, like, Mama D be acting, but that's that's how she always been. Yeah. So what relationships got ruined? Like, all the, you know, like, friends, like, homegirls, you know what I'm saying? Um, I almost ruined my relationship with my wife, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Homies, you know what I'm saying? Because I was I was in that that mode. Like I say, I just wanted to do reality TV because that was giving me that that it was giving me that little scrappy feel. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? How you know when I was a little scrappy and I was, you know, everybody was like, oh man, you know, they was giving me that adulation, that love, and I was like, ah, oh, because I always wanted that back. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Just for, I, I was like, man, if I can just get that one time, one more time, because I ain't get it like how it's supposed to be gotten. You know what I'm saying? I was always, I was, oh, that John artist. Mm -hmm. Oh, he signed with 50 of them. Or, oh, he with Luda. Them. I'm like, nah, bro, I want, I want this shit for myself, bro. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I need this. I need I need this for me. I need, I need to just be that guy. And I don't know, man. I just, <laughs> rap rap just, it brought me out to the to the forefront because I, I was sitting there looking at the reality TV and I'm like, if this shit going to end all my, my little friendships and relationships because mm -hmm. I'm looking at TV like, this is what I want to do And then The homie's like Man we, You know we Acting like that for bro mm -hmm. Come on I ain't fucking with y'all Like mm -hmm. for real Cause y'all In that other world I ain't into that world no more Alright we got more With Lil Scrappy When we come back Don't move It's the Breakfast Club Good morning Morning everybody It's DJ Envy Angela Yee Charlamagne the guy We are the Breakfast Club We're still kicking it With Lil Scrappy Charlamagne You know it's interesting Cause you, you mentioned All the labels you was with And I've heard people say Oh man Scrappy is a A click hopper But to mm -hmm. me it's like it's business. Yeah, it's all business with me. Mm -hmm. I came from the mud, bro. Like straight mud. Like ain't no one nobody helping me. Ain't nobody give me no money. I had to get all my shit by myself. Mm -hmm. I didn't have no 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 educated manager. Everybody that knew I I got it straight head for it. Just like I got uh, probably a Run DMC LL Cool J deal. We were like the guinea pigs for the South. Like we were the first kids that was really from Atlanta. That had a whole era that was that they was up under, and you know you just want to you just trying to get out the hood. When they say click hopper, man, it's like my shit is is business all the way around because everybody got to go through the up and the down. How you handle your shit down? Because I always tell people it's gonna be a lot of hurt young dudes in a minute, bro, from this era. Mm -hmm. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? From the big money era. Mm -hmm. Because they don't even know what they doing with all of it. Yeah, they need financial literacy. Exactly. Yeah. They don't even know what, they don't even know it's a curve that's gonna happen. And some of them so lit on drugs, bro, they mm -hmm. don't even know their time is almost up. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And now they gotta find out what they're gonna do to sustain what they've created. You know what I'm saying? Because once everything's shut down, once a new person comes, everybody focus on that new person. Mm -hmm. You can see it with when it comes to the the different groups. Like, man, Outkast was everything. That's right. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Goody Mob was everything. Lil John Eastside boy come in, they like, hey, man, y'all cool, man, but they they turn the club up over here, but right. go over here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's like, you just got to understand the curve. You got to know how to deal with that shit. You know what I'm saying? And everybody ain't going to know how to deal with that shit. Everybody not gonna be able to deal with them losses because they've been winning for so long. You, you know what's crazy? If you were signing the white people, they would never say that. <clears throat> if you had, if you had did if you had did a deal with a white label, mm -hmm. they went to another white label. They went to another white label. But they label, all they, they all white labels. They all white labels. Mm -hmm. All of them. I don't give a f what black man is at the head of it. It's somebody white that run that. Mm -hmm. 
They don't look at it as business. They look at it as crews. Like, oh, he was with John. Now he was G Unit. Now he was DDP. But no, it's business. These are yeah, labels. Yeah, and 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 you can ask and one of them people. Like the only crew that really took me in, like a crew crew. Mm-hmm. That was John. Now, I mean, that was the first thing. That was our. That it wasn't even a crew. That was our thing. That was everybody where I'm from. You John Trillville. Yeah, that's Who everybody else was over there. Bohagen. Yeah, that's everybody in my in my pot. You know what I'm saying? We all came from the same pot. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So it like, you know, I wasn't jumping. I'm gonna tell you what I did do though. I, I seen the the situation with John them. Mm-hmm. It, it wasn't. I had had that little situation in Palaka, Florida, where I, you know I got hit with the ball and so I seen that. I seen the the game changing on me. Like, want nobody with me because I, I had my little situation. I was like, dang, where this gonna go? But at the end of the day, rest in peace, Chris Lighter was my manager. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So Chris knew. I was cool with 50 and Buck, so he was like, it, man, I'm finna make something happen. If they not gonna with you, then we gotta still keep moving. Mm-hmm. And so he just said, dude, we're gonna bridge the gap. Atlanta, New York, we're gonna make it make it make sense. Then nigga 50 called me out the blue. Hey, we're gonna, we gonna make it make sense, bro. We're gonna, I'm gonna holler at John. We're gonna see what we can do. I, I'm sitting in Tom Wiley house, bro. Mm-hmm. In the, it's like a little food house. They do dinner and stuff at. Me, 50 Cent, John, like we all, Chris Lighter, we all sitting back there having big meeting, big, big ass meeting about me and my life. Mm-hmm. And 50 said it straight up. He said, Scrappy Town is f-. And I believe with me and John and Warner Brothers, he can be the biggest rap dude ever, bigger than us. What happened from there? Because, I mean, they thought you were going to be the biggest artist, bigger than Fifth. And then what happened? Well, you think? The whole Warner Brother label just shut down like mm-hmm. pre-album week, like the same week. Cause like I come out on Tuesday, Monday when you supposed to go make your little run through the offices and shake hand, kiss babies, nobody is there. I was like, damn, on my on like when my shit finna come out, mm-hmm. I ain't know I ain't know what to do but to just do that shit myself. And then and then you know, Fifty he was like. Yeah, I did my part. You know what I'm saying? Like, the f- you know what John gonna do? Mm-hmm. He can't, he he been around you the whole time, but mm-hmm. f- didn't want to work. Everybody was doing their own thing. I just chunked it up though. I just was like, shit, it's part of the game. You know, I ain't finna cry about it. You know what I'm saying? Just got to do it again. What's, what's your relationship with John now? Minimal. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I holler at him every now and then. You know what I'm saying? Ain't no love loss. You know. Do you, do you think you get your proper respect as an ATL artist? Oh no, nah, definitely not. Definitely not. They don't. They don't do that because if they did that, then it would move some of the people that are popping out the way. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like I ain't gonna lie. They when when certain people came in the game, and I don't know which ones it was, bro. But it had to be a few that didn't like me. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm like, damn, I always looked out, for bro. I mm-hmm. always jumped on, didn't care, you know. But it's that thing that I'm bigger than you now. It bothered me at first, but then I looked at, I'm like. I'm me, nigga. like I am me. Are you gonna do more music? Yes, I got a song out right now called Joy to the Florida, we, featuring Tom G. But we gonna play, we gonna play. But I, I, I got a couple more questions. Like yeah. you know, did, did yeah. you know Nuck if you buck was the Negro spiritual? It was when when y'all recorded it because people don't. You talking on the intro? I don't know yeah. if people realize that. Yeah, no, they think it's my song. Um, I knew it was something amazing, bro. I never had heard anything like it when I first heard it. I know, right? The way Lil J did the beat. And the way they was rapping, it was like how we rapped at the lunch table. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I was like, damn, that's how we rap at the lunch table. Y'all really doing that? Mm-hmm. And it was a whole style. Mm-hmm. 
I ain't even like it at first. But you didn't like Nuck if you buck? I ain't like the style, the rap oh, style. Oh, got you, got you, got you. Because I, I felt it was like kind of triple sixes, Memphis. I'm a, you know, I'm Atlanta all the way, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? So I was like, I don't know. But then one day my ear woke up because John was like, nah, like that's that new, you know, that's the new flow. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? So I'm listening. I'm like, oh, shit. might be right. You know what I'm saying? So once we heard it after it got mixed and mastered, because, you know, them two different sounds. Mm -hmm. You know, once it got mixed and mastered, I was like, wow, this Crazy. Go back to love and hip hop. <laughs> yeah. How did you ever uh, mend your wife and your baby mother together, where they have a a good speaking relationship and things are good? How did you get to that point? It's them. You know, they they had to come to that because I'm really not involved. I don't hate nobody. I don't dislike nobody. They don't dislike each other. I don't think. You know what I'm saying? It just took some growth. People had to grow up. You know what I'm saying? People had to understand that. Okay, this is. We're too old. We've been doing this for a long time. Right. Like, I, I, and it plays out on TV. That's the that's the main thing. It yeah. played out everything on TV. And, and see me and my wife, like we we literally and people might you know they they thought I didn't want to talk to my. my but that's that's what they said that you yeah. don't, you're not speaking to your. your baby. I, I, I wasn't speaking to her, but I just don't. I didn't want to cause no trouble for my daughter. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? She's 16 now. She see all that. She got to go through all that. So I'm like, I just really not even talk to her or, you know, discuss anything because there's nothing anyway. It's like, you done moved on with your life. I done moved on with my life. Everybody's moved on. Like, it ain't even a conversation no more. It's like, I'm happy. Everybody happy. <laughs> Been waiting on this forever. I'm out of here. You know right, what I'm right. saying? And it, and, it, and also come, like I say, it always it also come with me. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Being aware of the, the, the maneuvering you got to do. You know what I'm saying? As a man, you know, like, like my wife told me, she was like, hey, man, just keep that thing one way, bro. Like, first I was like, what the f is one way? You know what I'm saying? Can't nobody just be one way. You, you know, like I say, you all kind of people in right. anybody, you know? So I, I I got caught hold on to it. And I'm like, man, listen, we just, we, we, we good, man. We got kid, everybody grown, happy. God bless you. God gonna bless me. Let's keep it moving. That's right. There you have it. Well, scrappy. What's the, what's the well, when the album coming? I don't know when the album comes, okay, but start. you know I'm finna hit. I'm finna be hitting y'all with music. Just well, introduce see, introduce the record now, man. Like, huh? you, you say record, music like you from Memphis? Music? Oh no, nah, this is how I talk. <laughs> <laughs> yes, what's the song? The Georgia to Florida, man. In my new heat, man. You know what I'm talking about? Featuring Tom G from Tampa. You know what I'm saying? Georgia to Florida. Since we the only ones always open. You know what I'm saying? Always <laughs> lit. You know what I'm saying? Ain't never gonna stop, Jack. And we always hot, man. Listen to the thing right now, man. Produced by Looney G. All right, it's a little scrappy. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Hey, it's Angela Yee. By using brands like Dove and Hellman's, you're supporting Unilever and the everyday good they do. Like donating more than $25 million worth of everyday products and services to groups like Feeding America this year. Visit UnileverDoesGood.com to support communities impacted by the pandemic. Make sure you tell them to watch out for Florida, man. Florida, man. Florida. The craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida. Yes, you are a donkey. A Florida man attacked an ATM for a very strange reason. It gave him too much money. Florida man is arrested after deputies say he rigged the door to his home in an attempt to electrocute his pregnant wife. Police arrested an Orlando man for attacking a flamingo. The Breakfast Club, bitches. Donkey of the day with Charlemagne the God. I don't know why y'all keep letting him get y'all like this. Well, little Duval, okay, not only am I getting them like this, 
I got to get Jacksonville today, okay? Donkey of the day goes to a Jacksonville woman named Kenyita Gordon. Salute to everyone who listens to The Breakfast Club on 93.3 to beat in Jacksonville. Uh, salute to the young man Quail P. Okay, that record he got out titled Charlemagne. When the world officially opens back oh, up, uh, you know, not like Florida open. I mean, you know, like open, open. Not I don't give a F open back up, but opens back up so the rest of us who don't take risks like you Floridians can move around. When I come to the 904, I want everybody to sing my name like Quail P or I'm not responding. Let's practice. Envy, say my name. Charlemagne. Charlemagne. Hey, yo, Quail P, what's happening, my brother? How are you, young king? What's happening, nephew? See how I ignored Envy because he didn't sing my name the way I, I wanted him to? Okay? Mm, but, but Quail P did it right. Now, what does your Uncle Shala always say about Florida? The craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida, and today once again proves all of us who know this to be true correct. See, Kenyatta Gordon was arrested and charged with strong-arm robbery and uh, use possession with intent to use drug paraphernalia. I personally don't think anyone who gets arrested on an intent, intent to use charge should be sent to jail. They should be sent to a rehab facility, but that's just my opinion. It has nothing to do with this story, really. But what did Kenyatta do to get arrested for strong arm robbery? Well, according to police, she robbed a bank. Look, man, times is hard in the slums we from. I tell y'all all the time, people are starving. Folks don't have time. Your stomach don't stop growling because the check is on the way. Your, your stomach stops growling when you get that check, cash it, and now you got some bread to buy some bread to feed yourself, okay? Not making excuses for this woman at all because we all make choices in life and have to be held accountable for the consequences of our actions and when you rob a bank nine times out of ten you go going to jail i'm just simply trying to get you all in the mindset of this woman okay now whenever i think about bank robberies first thing i think about is how much did they get get mm -hmm. right second thing i think about is how did they get away what was the getaway vehicle? There's literally nothing you can't find online because I Googled top 10 getaway cars for robbing banks. Let's run them down real quick. Number 10 is a 1932 Ford V8. That's the old black cars you see in all the old black and white movies. Number nine is a Toyota Corolla. Number eight is an ambulance. See, it's all about something that is fast and something that blends in. Nothing blends in like an ambulance. Number seven is a Cadillac CTSV wagon. Number six is a taxi. Yet again, another vehicle blends that in. blends right in. Mm -hmm. Number five. It's the General Lee. You know the bright orange Dodge Charger, the Duke boys used to drive in Dukes of Hazard. You know that one. Uh, number four is the Alpine Armored Cadillac Escalade. Don't know where you just find one of those. <laughs> no, number three is the Porsche Cayenne Turbo S. Number two is the Dodge Charger SRT 392. That's for speed. And the number one getaway car for bank robberies is the Incas Huron APC. That's the big armored truck that the SWAT team drives. No regular civilian is going to have that, so I don't even know why that's on there. But the point of all these vehicles is either for speed or to blend in. Well, Kenyatta must have been going for the blend in part because she damn sure wasn't going for the speed. Would you like to know what her getaway vehicle of choice was? Would you? What is it? Let's go to WJAX CBS 47 for the report, please. The Jacksonville Sheriff's Office is releasing the identity of a woman accused of robbing a bank from her wheelchair. This is a new mugshot of Kenyatta Gordon. Action News Jax broke the news yesterday when police say that a woman became angry while discussing her account at the Regions Bank in downtown Jacksonville. She's accused of telling a worker that she was going to kill everyone inside and that this was a robbery. She left, they say, in a motorized wheelchair after getting the cash. She was arrested just a few blocks away. They see me rolling. They hate it. Hey, drum, stop it. I don't like when you go rogue, drum. All right. Jesus. <laughs> what the Florida is going on here? All right. There's only three people who could have truly gotten away with this crime. 
One, Roland Ray. Okay. Two, Snoop Dogg's character in Training Day. Three, Professor Charles Xavier. Those are the only three individuals who could have gotten away with robbing a bank in a wheelchair. Now, let me tell you something. This is why Florida is full of brilliant idiots, because robbing a bank in a wheelchair truly is the best way to blend in. Even if you don't really need a wheelchair, if you roll in the bank, rob the bank, then roll out. Okay, roll a block or two. All right. Once you get up and walk, ditch the wheelchair. Now you don't even fit the description of what the bank teller saw. That's smart. It's genius. Yes. All right. The sad part is this woman didn't have a plan. I'm not encouraging people to rob banks. No, I'm just saying, Kenyatta, picture a plan before you picture yourself rolling into a bank, asking for a big bank roll. And listen, just because I have understanding of this woman's situation, meaning I understand why she would be in the mind frame to rob a bank, simply because I understand the current economic condition a lot of people are facing, it's easy to say Kenyatta should have just rolled with the punches life was throwing at her. But no, folks is broke and you can't tell people to just roll with it. OK, in life, we all have a role to play. But sometimes what you're casted as is out of your control. Remember when Kodak Black said he can't even roll in peace. Remember that? I can even roll in peace. Well, neither can Kenyatta <laughs> because she's starving waiting on this damn government to roll out these damn stimulus checks. By the way, she's only 39. Only 39. I'm inspired by people who keep rolling no matter their age. But she's just 39. And and, and she, she's at the point where even though she's disabled in a wheelchair, she has to rob a bank at 39? Think about that. Kenyatta, I feel your pain. But even though I feel your pain, I still have to give this story the credit it deserves for being stupid. But Kenyatta, I'm praying for you. I want you to get the help you need for your drug problem because they found a crack pipe on you. Yes, she was riding dirty for real. But I'm telling you, Kenyatta, I want you to get clean, put the BS behind you. And one day, I promise you, the good times will roll. Please give Kenyatta Gordon the sweet sounds of the Hamiltons. Oh, now you are the donkey. We're not gonna play a game. Oh, y'all don't want to play a game today. We're not gonna do that. We're not gonna play a game. I don't want to play. Well, I have no problem rolling out a game of guess what race it is. All right, all right. Here are the context clues. All right, let I don't me even guess. know if these are context clues. I don't even know if I use that correctly. But Kenyatta Gordon, okay, Jacksonville, Florida, uh -huh. robbed a bank in a motorized wheelchair. Oh, you want a description? I need to give you a description. No, oh, I don't need a description. Okay, you sure ahead. you don't need a description? Okay, okay, give me a description. Okay, you want a little quick description. description okay. Let me give you the description that the police were using. Hold okay. on. Okay. This is the description. Hold on. Let me see mm. if I can find it. Hold on. Uh, officers are looking for an adult blank female, 39 years of age, with short blonde hair. Ooh, I got you now. Oh, short you thought it was hair. easy. I thought it was easy. You thought it was I easy. It was I easy. said short blonde hair. Kenyatta. I said Kenyatta. Kenyatta. I don't even know if that's how you pronounce it. <laughs> Kenyatta Gordon Ramirez. All right. Who said Ramirez? Oh, yeah. Ramirez. No. Oh. I'm, I'm down for the profile. I'm going to go. Okay. Puerto Rican. Angela Yee, you sure you don't want to play? I think it is a white man. A white man? <laughs> a white man. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. I see where we taking it. Uh... <laughs> I, I ain't telling y'all whether y'all right or wrong. We're just going to leave this one. <laughs> <laughs> leave it like this. Yeah, it's black right, why don't you ask me to sing your name? Why you only ask um, Envy? Well, no, I asked Envy to say my name. 
<laughs> I thought you wanted him to sing it. No, he said say it. Mm -mm. You want to say okay. his name? Say his name. Go ahead. Charlie Go ahead, Quail P. <laughs> I'm not telling y'all. It's Black right, History Month. Okay. I'm not telling y'all. All right. All right. What well, can you eat to go with this? <laughs> Thank you for that donkey. I'm leaving it up for interpretation. Okay. Charlie McKay. Y'all guess. Figure oh, it out on your own. Go, find, go do your own research. I'm not telling y'all. White right, man. All right. I agree with you. <laughs> okay, that's, the, that's what I saw. All right. That's the description I, 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 that, that I think it fits. Okay. All right. Keep it locked. We have more coming up next. It's The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Everybody is DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest joining us this morning. That's right, Dr. Jess. Dr. Jessica Clemens. Good morning. Good morning. Thank y'all so much for having me. I really appreciate y'all. I, I want to ask you a question. I ask everybody, and and I really want an honest answer. How are you? Uh, in this moment, I'm pretty good because I'm here with y'all, but I think like everybody else, I'm really getting sick and tired of all these Zoom meetings and I'm getting tired of not being able to touch and hold folks. So I'm doing good in this moment, but overall, a lot of anxiety, a lot of like sadness around not really being able to do the things that we were doing before the pandemic. Mm. How's the baby? Yeah, how's the baby? Brilliant. Oh, he's doing so well. He's great. He's 13 months. So he's just so active and cruising and... He's getting to live his best life because he's with us every moment, every single day. So it's still been it's still been great. Have you been yeah. out at all? Have you took him out at all or no? We did. We actually went to the beach recently. And so that was nice. It was a nice little moment for him to get to try something new. But generally, no, we're, we're still pretty um, safe around keeping him safe, especially, you know, children can't get vaccinated. And so we just want to think about his safety first and foremost, for sure. Have you, have you thought about how psychologically uh, it, it might impact Little Brilliant being a baby that was born during COVID and in the house for 13 months, damn near? <laughs> I think about all the children. You know, I think about this is a tough time for, for kids to grow up in this, in this way. I know my baby's going to be good, so I'm not, you know, as worried about him, but I think there are definitely families out there who may not have the same resources, or have the same support, you know, my husband-in-law is incredible. Um, and so together we're able to really provide him with a lot of support. We have family who sees him. So I think a lot about the psychological impact that other children may may especially have if they don't have good support systems. They have parents who are stressed out and maybe not able to tolerate, you know, the normal stuff that happens when kids are growing. So they might be lashing out. Um, and then also not having access to like family and, and, and really being able to provide them that nurturing space. I definitely think about the kids for sure. You know, we just had to ask you this morning and I was saying that, um, and there were some issues. Their baby was also like about a year old and the couple wasn't getting along at all, right? And I was thinking about postpartum depression and how sometimes that can play a role and people don't know about that. Did you have any issues that you had to overcome after having a baby? And for couples out there and women out there who might be suffering from that, what are the signs? Absolutely. I mean, me personally, I, I think I, I didn't experience um, those symptoms. You know, I had a home birth. I had like an incredible team. I had, you know, people who were checking in on me and again, like a very supportive husband. But I, you know, I think for a lot of people, they don't have access to that. They may have had a very difficult birth. So they're coping with you know, C-section and trying to like adjust to all that. So postpartum depression really looks like more than just like the normal blues that most women get after they give birth. Like 80% of women have like that blue, sad feeling that gets better with breath. 
but postpartum depression is persistently low depressed mood you're having trouble functioning you're not connecting as well with your baby your baby really needs to see that expression they need to see mom smile and in, in response to you know something cute that the kid is doing and so when people um, moms are depressed experiencing postpartum depression their facial expressions aren't really as engaging and so the child is not getting that human kind of interaction that they need to also develop it also can look like having some really dark thoughts you know suicidal thoughts can occur um, but it's treatable and and to your point angela i think it's something that's very common but also a lot of pediatricians are checking in on moms when they're bringing their kid in for visits your OBGYN should be asking about that and it, again it's treatable usually with an antidepressant um, and, and people go sort of right back to where they were before you know you know dr jess it is mental health awareness month uh, we did something i think earlier this week uh, for, for MTV. Now, I was just wondering, is there actually any benefit for these awareness months? I think so. Absolutely. Right. We're talking about it. We're getting people who maybe don't really engage with this type of uh, conversation to be engaging. Right. To your point, Charlamagne, I've been doing so many talks this month. I have another one today, actually. Um, I've been doing so many talks with organizations. So what that's telling me is that people are trying to raise the awareness. But then one of the things I did talk about during our, our um, our panel together was that it's it's also time to talk about resources, where to get help, how to get help. It's time for therapists also to do a better job at working with underrepresented groups. I know I always talk about this when I'm here with y'all that we've got to get white therapists to do a better job at taking care of black and brown patients. Like they don't need to be in the, you know, in the rooms with their therapists feeling like they gotta justify everything that they've experienced. So I think it does help. I think we're, we're talking about it, but I think we have to keep moving the needle forward to maybe make Mental Health Awareness Month about like a day of action or a month of action. People showing selfies going into their therapist's office or people taking selfies of themselves taking their psychiatric medication. I think we have to really normalize it too. And so next, next year, let's maybe make that a part of Mental Health Awareness Month for sure. All right, we got more with Dr. Jess. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking in with Dr. Jess. I have two questions. The okay. first question is a kind of a light question. Do you respect Dr. Leonard McKelvey as a doctor? No. And she does. She <laughs> should. I didn't ask you. I already, asking we, had, me, we had her and I had this conversation, by the way. Dr. Jess is a real doctor. She I'm, actually I'm put in the work. Dr. Jess, I'm please, just an honorary doctor, doctor and I don't even know of what. Doctor, how do you feel about uh, Dr. Leonard McKelvey? Do you respect his name is Leonard? Oh, Leonard McKelvey. <laughs> you a hater. I love it. You know, I res I respect I respect Charlemagne's work in, in in really contributing to like breaking the stigma. I think that was one of the first things we talked about when we were, you know, teaming up to do the first live televised therapy session. Like you said to me, like, let's eradicate the stigma. And so I respect that. I think that I appreciate also that you do recognize it takes so much work to get this and a lot of money. I'm like, woo, it takes a lot of money to uh, you know, get all these letters, but I think it's important, and I, I do respect you for that. Absolutely. I was, I was just joking. And my real question is, <laughs> yeah. uh, social media. Do you think we should just throw social media away? I think yes. social media does so much damage to adults, kids, teenagers. I think it's part of the reason why people go, uh, I don't want to say the word crazy, but they go crazy. I think it's mm -hmm. why a lot of people, even like even some of the mass shootings, are due to the social media and, and bullying. So do you think we should just eradicate social media as far as Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and all that other stuff? I mean, I think I think that would be really interesting if we did. Like, I agree with you. There's so many issues with social media. You know, I'm thinking about young black boys. Their suicide rates are increasing, even though we say 
boys in general, the rate is lowering, but it is not within our black boys. So, you know, I think that social media causes a lot of issues, right? There's data that supports it causes increased depression, suicidal thinking and young girls. So, you know, if, if it happens, I definitely would support it. I mean, but that also would mean people may not have access to, to resources and community, but we've got to do something. I think we should kill the algorithm. That's what I think we really should get rid of. I don't think that it should be determining what we're engaging with you know if you if you spend a few moments on let's say some celebrities instagram account and you're kind of liking certain videos and now all of a sudden all of your feed is going to feed you more of that so i think this algorithm really is the bigger issue if we could have timelines that are curated specifically on based on like what we want or how we're feeling i don't want to give um you know these social media platforms ideas but if they could maybe focus on how you're feeling that day and target uh, material that helps you or targets material that keeps you in that mood state, I think that would be so much better. But there are so many issues. Parents, you gotta monitor your children. Do not let them just be on social media all day because it is causing problems. The cafeteria is going from like the little space that we knew to everywhere all the time. Like I dreaded walking into the cafeteria some days because I knew like, oh, this is where things get wild. But imagine having your phone as the cafeteria wow. day and night. Like it's, it's That's a really great analogy. Disturbing. What wow. about just killer comments? Like just kill the comments. I mean, you know, that there are you see positive I, and negative, and you you know you just you know it's because I think a lot of people are uh, you know a lot of people are hurt from the comments. Absolutely. I mean, you know, Haley Bieber actually shared that she um, she's cut down the comments. We I, I interviewed her for a YouTube channel, and one of the things that she said was that she specifically only lets people that she follows or mm -hmm. you know that she she chooses to engage with her in the comments, and I think that's. You got to curate your world. You got to treat social media as an extension of like your immediate world. You got to think about it as curating exactly what you want. Kill the comments. Certainly, anybody can do that. Right. Um, absolutely. I saw, I saw you say that people have to be very intentional about their use of social media. So, so what, talk about like I guess more of the positive effects of social media, especially in the mental health space. Absolutely. I mean, there's so many accounts. You know, I feel like back in 2018 when I was going hard. Um, and social media to talk about mental health. Since then, so many accounts are are doing the same. I mean, they've got they've got words to kind of educate you about the signs of illness. They've got resources that can tell you where to find help. Like, there's a lot of accounts that actually have directories that you can you know find the right therapist for you based on your specific interests and needs. You know, you can also find people that are like minded so that you can you know have in real life connections, especially as things have begun to open up across um, the country. So I think there are a lot of opportunities if you go into it, focusing on what it is that you're looking for. Like for me, I don't follow a lot of celebrity accounts. I don't follow a lot of the like accounts that are kind of talking junk about people because I find that that's just going to feed an algorithm that I'm not interested in seeing. I'll check them out here and there. So just think about that. Be cognizant of the accounts you're following. Pay attention to how you feel. Like if you're on it and you feel drained after you, you know, take a moment off of it, maybe take a break, delete the app. It'll be there when you get back. You know, don't delete your account because you don't want somebody to take your special name, but you know, delete the app, come back to it when you're feeling better. Um, give yourself only a period of time that you're using it. Don't start your morning off looking at social media. Start your morning off with some mindfulness, meditation, reflect on your day, think about all the goals that you want to achieve. But, you know, again, don't go straight for the phone and open the app because it's designed to keep you in it and it's going to do whatever it can to keep you in it, to get those ads, to make sure that you're spending dollars. I mean, it's really all about the companies using these, these platforms in a way to kind of, again, generate money. So 
these are just a few things to think about if you feel bad when you're on social media just take a break from it you think about brilliant and how what you're going to do with him when he's of age to be on social media i see they're trying to start like an instagram for younger kids Absolutely. You know, Instagram recently reached out to me to um, be a part of like learning about some of the the work that they're doing to try to, you know, kind of work around the issues that are coming up with mental health. And that is one of the things that, you know, I mentioned um, to someone as we were start, starting to kind of this conversation that, you know, I don't think it's a good a good idea. I think that children should really just get to be kids. They don't need to be already groomed to like be on social media. They have plenty of time for that. You know, and actually another thing too, Angela, that came up is you know, I think about parents that are like posting their kids all the time on social media. Like I, I definitely don't do it often. And I always feel like really anxious when I do it. Not so much that I'm worried about like what people think about how he looks or what, you know, what I have him dressed in, but more so that, you know, there there's definitely going to be opportunities for people to do identity theft. I actually read about, you know, that perhaps in like 20, 30 years, the social media and what parents are posting is going to provide the most data for people to their kids identity so there's just so much to think about um you know it's fun and it's cute to be on social media but it, it's collecting our data it's also not giving kids a chance to consent and mm -hmm. to teach them about what it means to decide what you want to put on social media so I, I think about it i don't think my child will be able to at least in my awareness have mm -hmm. access to it but you know kids do what they do all right we got more with dr jess when we come back don't move it's the breakfast club good morning the breakfast club Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Dr. Jess. Now, how, how do you um, tell somebody to heal? How do you help somebody to heal when they lost somebody close to them? My wife recently lost her mother. And, um, you know, I I don't know what to say. You know what I mean? Like, what? Like, I, there is nothing that you can say. Of course, I'm hurt as well because she was a mom to me as well. So how do you help people heal? How does that healing process work? I think it's also important, especially with loss, to, to understand that grief is going to be like, there's no way around it. Um, you know, grief is it, it, it's something that uh, catches people completely off guard. They're going to be dealing with big emotions, sadness, denial, anger, um, and the, the, the emotions that they'll feel will come up in waves. So I think one of the things to tell people is really that you understand what they're going through. Speak from the heart. You know, I think it's important to share what you are feeling as well. Um, you know, to invite them to also share how they're feeling, what they're going through, you know, share also in the memory of, of people. I think sometimes when we lose folks, we put them on a t-shirt and that's it. We don't really create and honor memories around this person because when people pass away, the relationship just changes. You know, we're still thinking about them. We still, you know, may have memories that come up. So try to be intentional when it feels right. It may not be, you know, right away, but in time, develop traditions. Maybe it's, you know, around the holiday season, putting up something on the tree if you celebrate Christmas to remember them. Maybe it's making sure they have a photo up on your your wall if you have, you know, photos up. It's just thinking about adjusting that relationship to, to think about them even if, without their physical presence. And then giving people time to grieve. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a long process for some people. You know, again, it's going to come in waves. Sometimes they may be present. Sometimes they may be sort of checked out or crying. And you just want to be reflective and think about that as they go through it. Because, you know, losing a parent, losing a mother is something I don't think anyone really ever gets over. But I also think that when you have the right people around you, you have people who are holding space for you to naturally heal. In time, you will develop some peace around around that loss. How do you think the mental health community has grown since the beginning of the pan pandemic, Dr. Jeff? 
Oh, I mean, I think it's grown because look, I am booked and really, really busy with visits <laughs> that I have virtually. Um, I think so many people are going in to see therapists primarily because this is a really hard time. People are stressed out. People have lost jobs. People have lost the ability to connect in real life. So um, I think the community itself has grown in terms of people coming in for help. I know we still need therapists. We still need black therapists. We still need brown therapists. We need people to be able to connect with communities, again, to, to, to help with that barrier that comes up when people are seeing folks who don't look like them and they feel stressed. But the community, I think, is has grown. People are using telepsychiatry or telemedicine, telehealth, to engage, we'll probably keep seeing that. I plan to continue doing that even when the pandemic, you know, comes to an end. I plan to continue to still offer virtual visits because people can, you know, show up exactly where they are. People who show up, you know, in all sorts of places, um, and it and it feels good for them to be able to do that. And, and I think it's something that I hope other people will continue to offer too in the future. Is is it okay for people <clears throat> who started therapy during the pandemic to stop going just because? the world is opening back up outside is opening back up you know i think if you're if you're particularly going into therapy because you've been feeling overwhelmed and and stressed and isolated by the pandemic and you start to feel much better now that you have access to your friends and you can go to brunch and all that good stuff sure you can stop it but i think some people might find that they're really starting to do that deep inner work they're learning how to heal from past traumas. And so sometimes staying in, even when things feel like they're better, can really be helpful. So I think it's important to talk to your therapist if you're in a place like you think you wanna stop because you might learn that it, it might make sense to stay, but certainly there are gonna be people who will take a break and that's okay. Can, can you break down some ways people can support the, the, the mental health of the loved ones of people who are dealing with mental health issues because that's been a conversation that i've been having with a lot of people a lot of people i know have family members who are dealing with schizophrenia bipolar and that's taking a toll on them so how do we support the loved ones of people dealing with mental health issues yeah i think it's important to to also just think about these people um when you are engaging with them check on them how are they feeling how are they doing do they need help with anything do they need their house clean do they need a meal cooked you know you really want to think about them as being caregivers especially for severe mental illnesses like schizophrenia bipolar disorder these can really be taxing on people who are supporting them so really check in on them also you know take some time to think about what is it that they might need do they need to have a support group i would encourage people to to really engage in those you know i think people go to support groups for being caregivers of people who have like cancer or other severe physical illnesses but people who are also caregivers for people with severe mental illness should also engage in support groups. So, you know, look up lists. NAMI.org is a great resource to find about groups. Look up lists in your community and maybe offer that. But again, check in on them, try to stand in the gap, give them support if they have, um, you know, needs that could be met, help them take a break, offer to drive, um, you know, their their loved one to, to an appointment if you're able to do that. But I think just keeping them in your mind and, and checking in regularly is going to be a really great, a great start for people. Now, for people who are, you know, that are new to this and just hearing it now and say, hey, I want this is something I want to try. Let me try a therapist. Is this something online? What advice would you give them? And do you have any information for those people? Like where do you get started? Yes. Oh yeah. So I think the great the great thing right now is that there's so many resources out there. There's so many directories. So I tell people start with looking at psychology today. It's a little bit of an older directory, but there are definitely 
most therapists do put their um, information up on there. You can search if you want like a male therapist, a woman, a black doctor, whatever it is that you're looking for, you can find it there. Also, there are really cool uh, directories like Therapy for Black Girls, Therapy for Black Men. There's also something called Inclusive Therapists, um, which gives people access again to different types of resources. And then you can also, you know, get really, you know, creative if you want to do like a Google search specifically in your area. You'll find that a lot of therapists have started to create websites and you'll get a match and you might find someone in your in your area that has the exact niche that you want. Um, and then I think think of, thinking about some of these Talkspace apps, you know, the only challenge I have with some of those apps is sometimes you're texting and that is mm -hmm. not really a form of therapy. So mm -hmm. you, you just want right. to think about that. Um, if you are choosing to use that, you really want to at least have a video where you're seeing the person or obviously in person is even better. Mm -hmm. um, so just be cognizant where you're choosing some of these newer platforms because also your information isn't always protected. Um, and so that's something to know too. Thank you, Dr. Jess. Well, can I give you, I want to ask one more question for you go, Dr. Sure. Jess. Oh, you got to go. I'm sorry. You got to go. I have one thing too I want to share. Go ahead. My audio book is finally um, finished. Yay! Yay. Congrats, <laughs> dot, dot, dot. <laughs> Congrats, dot, 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 dot. So it's, it's Be Well. Y'all know I established that in like 2018 with my conversation series. People are definitely trying to use that now, but whatever. Be Well <laughs> is an audio book. Um, it's going to be exclusively on Audible September 9th. Um, it is a educational and inspiring audiobook that's going to teach listeners how to navigate the healthcare system, learn about depression, anxiety, learn some mindful tips. And I started and wrote this book, really audiobook, to really just help people navigate the healthcare system and, and really know like it's a guide to mental health for everyone. So I'm really thrilled about it, and it's finally finished. So September 9th, they can. Follow me on Instagram or go to askdrjeff.com and join my newsletter so that you'll be the first to know when it officially out. So listen, yeah, you got to come back and talk about that, Dr. Jess, on Audible, only on Audible. Be well, September 9th. All right. Well, yep. thank you for joining us, Dr. Jess. We appreciate you. It's The Breakfast Club. Thank you all so much. I appreciate you guys. All right. Peace. Bye -bye the Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Hey, it's Angela Yee. By using brands like Dove and Hellman's, you're supporting Unilever and the everyday good they do. Like donating more than $25 million worth of everyday products and services to groups like Feeding America this year. Visit UnileverDoesGood.com to support communities impacted by the pandemic. Morning, everybody. It's DEJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. All right, Charlamagne, you got a positive note? I do. Uh, the positive note is simply about gratitude, man. Gratitude is the healthiest of all human emotions. The more you express gratitude for what you have, the more likely you will have even more to express gratitude for. Breakfast club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done?